I'm in a series during the month of October. If you want to get spooky, good. Come to Fellowship Church. I'll scare you. All right? Something wicked comes. Where did a crazy title come from? Like right out of the Bible. That's speaking. That verse right there speaks of the Antichrist and Satan and his works that's going to come in the last days. Not my title. That's what the Bible says. Something wicked is coming. Last week we looked at the Antichrist. I mean, that could have been a whole month-long series, but I ain't going to give him a month. It ain't happening. Amen? Give him a week. That's it. Amen? Here's something today. Mystery Babylon. Now, now, don't lie. You could get struck by lightning if you lie right now. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I have not a clue what Mystery Babylon even is. Let me see your hand. I don't even have a clue, and I'm not going to lie to you at all. Good. How many say I know something about it, but not a whole lot? There's a few of us. There we go. Let's go into it and let's see. Well, guess what? Me neither. All right? Now, I'm going to do my best today. Let's see what we can do. Mystery Babylon. What is Mystery Babylon? Why are we even talking about such a thing? You'll see. Come on. Well, it's just that. It's a what? So I don't expect to be able to, to have you leave here today going, well, I just understand everything now. No. It's a mystery, and it's difficult, but let's see what we can learn. This is the most important thing you can learn about Mystery Babylon as a Christian, as a believer in Christ. Say this with me at least two times. It is a code word for spiritual bondage and defilement. One more time, Mystery Babylon is a what? A code word for spiritual bondage and defilement. Now, we can look at the Bible sometimes, and we can get all enamored with prophecy and this and that and the other. But, man, when you come to Fellowship Church, we want to give you something that you can work in, into your life. Amen? Life, life's hard. Life is difficult. We don't just want you to leave here with knowledge. We want you to leave here with some help. Amen? I need some help. So this is the point. The help we're going to get from this message today is that this is a code word for me to not be tossed to and fro and to be defiled and to screw my life up, okay? And there's some things we're going to talk about that can derail you. So let's go into this mystery. Where did it come from? Almost 2,000 years ago, the Apostle John, say it with me, received what? A revelation of this mystery. The book of Revelation. It's in the book of Revelation, which means revealing of things to come. Let's go to chapter 17. Tough talk. You think I got bad language. It's tough right here. You ready to hear it? Say, y'all all right? Y'all wait? Yes or no? God's Word. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me. Here's John on this Isle of Patmos, exiled for his faith in Christ. Almost all the other apostles had been killed for their faith. He's left to die like a dog, banished to an island. And God shows up on the Lord's day. He hears a voice behind him. That's chapters 1, 2, and 3. And now he's receiving a revealing of what's going to come in the future. Now, lots of stuff has already happened. This is different. This is Mystery Babylon. 
So there came one of the seven angels who had the seven vials and talked with me, saying, Come here. I'll show unto you the judgment of the great whore. Whoa, that's tough talk. That sets upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman set upon a scarlet-colored covered beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication. Is this pretty rough so far? Hang in here with me. God speaking to John, his word. Upon her forehead was a name written. Say it with me. Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And look at how it's bold. I didn't bold that. It's bold in the Bible. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints. Not, a, not, a, not whatever mystery Babylon is. We already finding out. It ain't very nice. Yes or no? Say. Not something I want to be a part of. Don't know a lot about it, but don't like it already. Y'all listening to me? Yes or no? I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus Christ. Horrible. And when I saw her, look at this, John speaking, I wondered, I wondered with great admiration. Boy, doesn't the devil have a pull? Yes or no? Say. Doesn't he have a pull? Here's John of all people being talked to by an angel of the Lord, the Lord himself. And he sees this, whatever the Lord's showing him, and he's sort of drawn a little bit to it. That's a little bit spooky, ain't it? Now let's go back to the Old Testament a little bit, and let's see what we can do to maybe add a little bit to what we've read. And then we're going to talk. Hang in here. In case you're about to die, you'll be fine. Hang on, all right? Come down, Isaiah speaking. Come down and set in the dust. O virgin daughter of Babylon, set on the ground, there is no throne. O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called tender and delicate. Take the millstones and grind mill. Uncover thy locks and bear the leg. Uncover the thigh, pass over the rivers. Not the best language. Thank the Lord is King James, and they're trying to do a good job here. A sound of battle is in the land of great destruction. How is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How is Babylon become a desolation among the nations? Isaiah 47. Thy nakedness shall be uncovered. Yea, thy shame shall be seen. I will take, say the word with me, vengeance. And I will not meet you as a man. This is the Lord speaking. To whatever this mystery Babylon is, vengeance is coming. 
I'm not going to treat you kindly. As for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name. Say that last verse with me. As for our Redeemer, help me, the Lord of hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel. Let's just keep looking, see what we can find. So we're just going to lay it down, we'll walk it through, and then we're going to get back to the first thing we said, the code word thing. Got me yes or no? So hang in here with me. If you're thinking about going to sleep, pop somebody, okay? Here we go. Ready? Come on. Here we go. Ready? Make sure you know them, though. Here we go. Out of 22 chapters, there's 22 chapters in the book of Revelation. Out of 22 chapters, this mystery, Mystery Babylon, is a major player. Say it with me. In chapter 14, chapter 16, chapter 17, and chapter 18. So almost one-fifth of the book of Revelation has to do with this. Must be important, huh? Say. This is how I think, by the way. If I hear something enough times, I just might do it. How are you like that or not? Say. You tell me once, maybe. Tell me three times, good chance. Here we go. Now, if it's that important to God, it should be what? It should be what? Very what? Important. I don't understand the Bible. Well, trust me. I don't either a lot of times. It takes work. Well, that's a dirty word, ain't it? Work. Four-letter word we don't like. Work. It takes work, man. So we're going to work this morning. Babylon. Let's go with what we know. Babylon. For sure, it's a biblical city. Okay? It's part of history. Okay? It's actually part of Iraq. Today, so much of Iraq, 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 the Middle East and Iraq and all that stuff in the news goes right back to the Bible. Babylon's a, a city. This city dominated the world at one time. Babylon ruled the world politically, economically, and militarily. Strongest force on the earth, Babylon. Now, where did it come from, Babylon? Where did Babylon come from in the name Babylon? Well, I'm going to read it to you. Genesis 11. And the whole earth was of one language and one speech. I don't know what you're going to do if you don't believe God's word. You're just going to keep whistling Dixie the rest of your life. You're going to come up with some cockamamie, crazy mess, how something blew up, formed slime, made monkeys, and here you are today. With two eyes your own DNA, perfect order, everyone's different and unique, and it just happened. Or you can believe the Bible. You're not an idiot to believe the Bible. Actually, you're very smart. You understand? Yes or no? You're using your brain by saying, no, this is nuts. And this, though I don't understand it, at least it makes sense. The same thing is with languages. Think about it. How did languages come to be? People are like, yeah, 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 yeah. That means, okay, yeah, that means go to the store, get me a gallon of milk. What? And then somebody else like, okay, that means this. And then somebody else, okay, that means this over here. And then you get like, okay, that means something else. And you got all these nations of the world doing the. This will be on YouTube one day. 
what you're left with. You can't explain jack nothing. That people in different parts of the world have a language. They can speak to one another. The Bible tells you how it happened. You want to find out? The whole earth was full of one language, one speech, which makes sense. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick. Let us burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they put together for the mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach to heaven. Does that sound like man would do something like that? We're so full of ourselves, aren't we? Yes or no? This ain't hard to believe. Let us make a name for ourselves. Does that sound like what man likes to do? Yes or no? Y'all with me? Lest we be scattered upon the face of the earth. And the Lord came down. This is God's Word. To see the city. <laughs> That'd be funny right there, wouldn't it? God who made heaven and earth and everything that is. And see this little piddly old wall. Which the children of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. And they all have one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained with them or from them. Which their imaginations have imagined to do. Go to God speaking. That's why I believe in the Trinity. Words like this, verses like this. Let us, let us go down. Say it with me. And therefore do what? Confound their what? Well, look at that. That they might not be able to understand one another's speech. So here's these, this group, this large amount of people, full of pride, wanting to be God. God comes down miraculously, miraculous. Did you know language is a miracle? Did you know language is a miracle on this earth, that there's so many languages and people can communicate? Oh, it just happened. Oh, you know, it was, it was grunting. <laughs> and then it turned into like, you know, parlez-vous français. I just don't think so. You understand, yes or no? Say. So, we'll confound the language of the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad. God created man. In a region of the world, that's your biblical area, the Middle East area. They full of themselves and full of pride. God comes down, changes languages, and scatters them. Well, I don't believe the Bible. You don't believe that kooky story about how God scattered the people in the language? I absolutely believe it. I believe that far more than what you're telling me. Yes or no? Amen? Say. And I know I'm talking to folks that were just like me. Not heard the Bible, didn't understand the Bible. You know, we're taught not to even believe the Bible many times. And so this might be new to you listening to me, but I try to talk with common sense, okay? And you need to listen. This is what God says. So after the flood, men sought to build a tower that reached to heaven. Keep looking. Man's going to make a name for himself. Man's going to get himself some glory. God doesn't like you to get glory. You know that? Yes or no? God put an end to this humanistic, humanistic form of religion. 
That's religion today. Take Jesus out, put man in, and we can all hang out together and sing Kumbaya. The problem is you do that, you all go to hell. One way, Jesus. That's it. This was their plan. So God simply, because he's God, not a big deal. Not a big deal. I'm God, he says. So I simply, he says, scramble the language. Oh, and by the way, the building stopped. Go get this. Now they're going, that would have been funny right there. I'm just saying. <laughs> you think communication is important in marriage? It is. It's also important when you're building something to heaven. Okay, let me say something to you. You better be speaking the same language. So that was the beginning of Babylon. What do we call somebody who just speaks like a crazy lunatic? We call it babbling, babbling. You're a babbling idiot. He's a babbling fool. Well, isn't that funny? Even the word we use to describe somebody that just babbles like a nut comes right from the Bible. Yes or no? Roger's flashing his lights. But, Roger, this is so much fun. Come on. What'd you say? Oh, look at him. <laughs> I'm babbling. That's <laughs> true, I am. <laughs> Since I'm babbling, I'm going to go ahead and say the Vikings are going to beat the Packers at 1 o'clock. That's a lot of babbling right there, ain't it? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. So let's keep looking. We're learning. Have we learned a little so far? I think we've learned a little. Babylon's a real place. Absolutely. Rule the world. Its roots start with Nimrod and that tower being built, and languages then were, were formed and people were scattered. We've learned a lot so far, haven't we? But we ain't learned what the mystery is yet. What's Babylon's effect on the Jewish people? Babylon destroyed the temple in Jerusalem in 586 B.C. Not just the Bible, guys. This is historical record. This is history. The Bible says it. It's backed up by history. You don't believe the Bible, do you? Well, why wouldn't I believe history, man? You can't just say that. They carried away the children of Israel into captivity and into slavery. Babylon did. You're sort of feeling why God has an issue with Babylon, yes or no? Yes or no? His people being destroyed by these people, this nation, it started out making a name for itself, coming against God. That's why in Revelation chapter 14, 16, 17, 18, there's that strong language. Bondage and defilement. The official uh, captivity lasted over the children of Israel for 70 years. However, this captivity and dispersion of the people of Israel from the land of Israel, it lasted. Say that number with me. How many years? 2,500 years. Did you know that? What Babylon did, destroyed Israel, took them away from their land. It lasted 2,500 years. And did you know Israel didn't again become a nation until, say the year with me, 1948. That's why so many people believe we certainly are living in the last days. We have seen something. Many of you in your lifetime, you've seen Israel become a nation. And all of us have seen Israel become a stronger nation, a strengthened nation. We've seen Israel be the one place in the whole Middle East, the whole area, 
that believes in the Bible, Jehovah God. Now, many of them are in the land. Did you know Israel's full of Christians too? Probably as many Christians in Israel as there are devout followers of Judaism. Many are in the land today. They're Jewish people, but they're there in ignorance. They're just, many of them are agnostics, okay? But this happened in 1948. Now, for the next three years, in 48, 700,000 Jews came back to the land of Israel. How many remember that happening? You remember that. Something crazy going on. Absolutely. we got people right in our audience. Some say the Babylonian captivity really ended in whose lifetime? Our lifetime. What started with the captivity in 586 ended in 1948. That's incredible for us to think about. Now let's keep looking. I'm wore out. Babylon's effect on Christians. That's really what I'm interested in these last 10 minutes this morning, 10, 15 minutes. I can give you all that history. That's great. But how does this affect you? Babylon is far more than a city or a place of Jewish exile. Let's look at it. Mystery Babylon. What is Mystery Babylon? Say it with me one more time. We're fixing to learn. Here we go. Ready? Mystery Babylon is what? Code word for spiritual bondage and what? That's what Babylon did. They took the children of Israel and put them in bondage and they were defiled. So God says to the church, speaking to John, and we need to listen and learn what we can learn about Mystery Babylon. So let's look at it. For sure, Mystery Babylon is about, say it with me, religious harlotry, my words, and abomination to God. Say what you want. God from heaven sees how the church today has made a mess of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How that we've come up with every other way other than the way. Okay? You can call it what you want. God calls it cheating. God calls it adultery. God calls it running around on him. I give you my son, and you're going to somehow come up with an idea that you're good enough to get there on your own? You know what God calls us when we do that? An adulterer. You've left me and chosen this crap. Excuse my language. That's why this mystery Babylon, mother of harlots, whoredom, you hear that language. This is what God is seeing and he's saying to us. Upon her forehead was a name written, mystery Babylon the great, the mother of what? Harlots and abominations of the earth. This is a wake up to the church. So, it's code word, it's code word, it's code word for bondage and defilement. I need to listen. Here it is. Number one, six symptoms. Number one, how can you know if you might, if you might have what's called mystery Babylon going on in your life? Number one, pride. We see that back from Genesis 11. They, go say, they say, let us go build a tower whose top may reach into heaven. Let us make a name for ourselves. Did you know the church today is full of people trying to get a name? Yes or no? 
instead of us coming humbly and serving one another and loving one another. Am I wrong or right? Flat out. Position. Power. I got this job. I'm doing this. Come on. So pride. Keep looking, Raj. Pride. Jeremiah, call together the archers against who? Babylon. All ye that bend the bow, camp against it round about. Let none therefore escape. Recompense her according to her work, according to all that she has done. Do unto her, for she hath been sent with me. Are you hearing a little code word? Say, should the Christian absolutely be humble and not proud? Yes or no? Absolutely. Behold, I am against thee, God speaking. O thou most what? This doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. It takes a little time to figure out the mystery. One thing we know is about pride. Revelation 18. How much she hath what? Say it with me. Glorified Jesus or glorified who? And lived what? Deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she said in her heart, I sit a queen. You know what's sickening to me? It's people who are children of God and Christians who come off with that kind of attitude. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? I sit as a queen or a king. Serve me. How about if I pop you in the head? How about that? I think that's how God feels. Come on. At fellowship, we love who? And we love who? Keep it humble, man. Amen or oh me? You're doing yourself a big favor by being humble. I'm going to tell you that right now. Jesus. Look at Jesus. Here's Jesus, son of the living God. Made himself of no what? Took upon him the form of a what? Was made like who? You and me. That's our model. Not Mystery Babylon, the great whore, excuse my language, is in the Bible. Amen? Say. Much of the church today, look at this snooty fellow Roger found. Much of the church today is about, say it with me, selfishness and making a what? Well, this is our town. And I'm glad we were able to do what we did and build this campus and be here for these people. But let me tell you something right now. I don't worship these grounds. I don't worship these seats. I don't worship this place. I worship Jesus Christ. And I love him. And this is for the folks. This is for the folks. Quite frankly, if you're here today and you're here today worshiping this building or this ground or whatever, man, you need to get with the program. Amen? We did this debt-free so there wouldn't be one person we'd be beholden to that I'd have to suck up to. You hear me? Yes or no? We love Jesus Christ, and we love Him. If you can give, give cheerfully. If you can't, keep it. Why am I saying that? To fight Mystery Babylon. You hear me or not? Does that make any sense to you? I know that's a little rough. It's the truth. Number two, second symptom, idolatry. A drought is upon her waters, idol worship, and they shall be dried up. For it is the land set with me of what? Talking about Babylon. And they are mad upon their what? They love their idols. Worshiping customs, preferences, or what? That's what idolatry is. Sit with me. Idolatry is worshiping customs, preferences, even a preference. 
or what? Or people. Much of the church today is not immune to idol worship. Much of the church today worships idols, but not the one you stick on your dashboard. Okay? We worship idols. We're guilty of worshiping Hollywood stars. I'm going to just be ugly. If you had ever told me that Bernie Sanders would have got as far as he did, I would have never believed it. People will sometimes, I mean, just go, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. I mean, what are we doing? Excuse me, I know, that was ugly. But we worship Joel Olstein. Excuse me. I hate to be ugly. Did you know he goes to the potty just like you do? Excuse my language. Yes or no? Say something. To, are you listening to me or not? We don't worship people on TV. Now, praise God when he says something right. But as last week, when he, years ago, when he said Jesus wasn't the only way to God the Father, he got hammered and he should have. Amen? Don't worship people. The Pope. Catholic Church going crazy after the new Pope. That's the new Pope. They're glad because he got rid of the last one. So now this latest greatest. He's going to wear out too. You know that, right? Don't you say. You worship people, they're going to wear out. They're going to wear thin. They're going to disappoint you. Yes or no? Say. Worship the Lord. Come on. Amen. How'd Tiger do for you, you Tiger worshipers? Didn't pan out too good. And you know the world's full of Tom Brady lovers. I ain't one of them. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> I'm sorry. I picked a good team that I wouldn't worship. You know why? Because we're that bad. Anyway. You get my gist, don't you? Yes or no? Yes or no? Don't come here and worship me. That is hilarious right there. If you ever do that, come see me in my office, and I'll really open up with you and tell you about myself, and you'll leave crying. Here we go. Come on. Number three, covetousness, a code word. Old thou that dwellest upon many waters, abundant in what? Thine end is come, the measure of thy covetousness. Revelation, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, is in one hour is your judgment come. The merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buys their merchandise anymore. The merchandise of gold, silver, precious stones, pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, scarlet, all thylline wood, all manner of vessels of ivory, uh, vessels of most precious wood, brass, iron, marble, cinnamon. Odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, beasts, sheep, horses, chariots, slaves, souls of men. This was written 2,000 years ago. Pretty good description. I got the point. Most of these things mentioned were used in sacrifices to the Lord. But now are used to buy the souls of men. And God, God gives us our resources and we use them not to help his kingdom, but to promote the things that shouldn't be promoted and to prop up things that are evil and not right. God's going to judge us. I'm telling you, it's code word. Through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. That's what's happened to the church. The church, people are making merchandise of the church people. Whose judgment now? Of a long time lingers not, and their damnation slumbers not. 
Much of the church today, say it with me, is about what? Say it with me. Covetousness and what? And would you say that with me? One, two, three, it's what? Amen or oh me? Do you agree with this or not? That ain't hard to write, is it? Mystery Babylon. i got to quit. What do we say here? Say it with me. If you can't give what? Then what? Do we need money to make things happen? Of course we do. But without him, we ain't got nothing. Amen? Keep, it, keep that focus. Number four, symptom sorcery. Stand now with thine enchantments, multitude of sorceries, wherein thou hast labored from your youth, etc. Roger, you got to push me. Sorcery. You can check out Isaiah. Push me. Keep going. Keep going. Thank you, buddy. Sorcery. Let's look at this one. And the light of a, uh-uh. and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in you, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in you, for your merchants were the great men of the earth. Say that last part with me. For by thy sorceries were all the nations what this is another one sorcery can be described as getting your spiritual instructions from anywhere other than god and his holy word you ought to listen to these tv preachers sometimes i do i don't know why i'm a moron for doing it but i do and i hear things that aren't in the bible and it's made up i got a word from the lord you that think you get your word from the Lord, one day you're going to stand right to his face. And he's going to say, your word, your word, your word came over my word because your word didn't come from me. I don't want to do that. Be careful, you that say, I got a word from the Lord. You hear me today, yes or no? You, you're on notice. Be careful what you say. It's what he says. Amen? The Bible says that people like me and John and Ronnie, we're going to have the greater judgment. We're going to have the greater judgment because we're going to give an account of what we said God said. Yes or no, John? James, right? <laughs> Boom, he's quoting the Bible. I like that. Let your word of the Lord be God's word. Amen? Say, come on. And I'm guilty of this. i got to be careful. Much of the things the church today is saying and teaching things and believing things set with me, that are not found where? They'll say this, God's doing a new thing. That new thing God's doing gives them license to say whatever they want to say. It's tough, baby. Call it what you want, but it, if, ain't, if it ain't a God, it ain't a God. Amen? Say so many in the church today read everything but the what? I'm telling you, Mystery Babylon. Is Mystery Babylon already working in our church, in our world today? Oh, are you kidding me? Judgment's coming. Adultery. This is a biggie. Upon her forehead was written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. You know what the Bible says? Husbands love your wife. That you can sanctify it. By cleansing it with the washing of the water by the what? Word. You might present it unto a, uh, he, that Jesus might present his church as a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. No blemishes on it. I'm afraid today the bride of Christ, so-called, is all wrinkled up and blemished. We need to come out of her, the Bible says. Adultery is mixing it up. In case you don't know what the, adult, the word adultery means, it comes from that terminology, mixing it up. Mixing it up. 
to adulterate a situation is to mix something up, to add something to it that shouldn't be in there. You understand? That's what adultery in a marriage is. You're adding another party into our marriage, and you just got it all mixed up. Amen or oh me. That's what it is. God says this is true of the so-called church. It's not clean. It's dirty. This is how God sees it. It causes spot and wrinkles. We can call whatever we add to the Word of God. Call it what you want. God says it's dirty. You brought something into this that wasn't supposed to be there, and now you're trying to make that, and, and you know what? Oh, I got a problem with it. Amen? Adultery weakens. It never strengthens a relationship. You can never say, well, I committed adultery, and it made my marriage so much stronger. Just bull. Much of the church today has taken truth. We're talking about not marriage so much, but truth. Mixed it up. We've mixed it up. We've weakened the power and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Instead of saying, God loves you. You mean I don't have to give anything, not a dime. You mean I can be any color, any color. You mean I can get saved by even not coming to church? Absolutely. You mean all I have to do is believe in Jesus Christ, His death on the, in the resurrection, and, and that's it. I mean, I don't have to give, I don't have to do it. I, no, not a thing. He did it all. What you have to do is believe it. You've got to have faith in Him. You see how we've made church a lot more than just that, yes or no? This is tough on me today. It's a tough message for me. Murder! The last one. I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. This is another code word, murder. When I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Murder. People who love God, quote, have been killed down through the centuries. Do you know that people who love God and stand for Jesus Christ? They've been burned at the stake, boiled in oil, crucified on crosses, their head chopped off. That's happened in the last few years, people's heads being severed from their body. All mystery Babylon. Shamefully much was done in the name of what? Down through the centuries. When you mix up Christianity with what you think, your pride, your money, your this, your that, don't be surprised if you'll kill somebody over it. And you'll call it Christianity. Sad, isn't it? You don't want to play with this. Now, this is my word from the Bible to you today. This is how I think the church kills today. Much of the church assassinates through the power of the tongue. You ever had somebody say something so bad about you, it just killed you? Let me see your hand. It just killed you. It just killed you. It just killed you. Listen. This is my writing. Many are hateful and mean-spirited, but dress up in Sunday go meeting clothes on Sunday morning. Some of the meanest people I've ever met in my life have been so-called Christians. To lie like a dog, say things about people, treat them like trash, like dirt. I'm going to tell you right now, if you do that at Fellowship Church, you're not welcome here. You're not welcome here. I don't want to spend any time with you. You hear me? Yes or no? You're a killer. You kill reputations. I can't stand it. You hear me? Yes or no? I say that to myself. Gary Clark, shut your mouth! Talking about somebody. Yes or no? Amen. Say. Don't do that. This is a hard message, ain't it? How many say, this is tough, preacher? 
It's one of your hardest, worst ever. There's a straightforward command. It's ugly. Because he compares her to a harlot, to a whore. This is terrible language. It's the Bible. What am I supposed to do? Just skip over it? One command, he says. You fornicators, come out of her. That is so graphic and even gross. This is how God looks at this situation. Pretty tough preaching today. How many would say, Gary, I didn't like it, but I got something out of it, and it helped me a little bit. I got me a little help him. He me about four of you. All right, that's okay. I heard another voice from heaven saying, say it with me, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins and that you don't receive any of her plagues. Wow. Now, when you come out of something, you need to go into something. Amen? And that's return, the Bible says, to the only true God and his only son, Jesus Christ. Let's praise the Lord for his word this morning. We're done. That's it, man. That's it. That was rough.